Hey, Wackerly, I just signed you up for an STD dating site. Your picture's on there. I hope you don't mind. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? What, what do you think of the... you going to introduce the third guest? Yeah, I was about to say, what do you think of the new co-host here? What do you think of yourself? <laughs> Are you startled to have that next to you? He's not that close to me. But he is like, a, like maybe a couple feet away. It's more like four and a half feet. So we're going to post a picture of this hideous monstrosity that's our new co-host. Um, so we, I, I come back from Detroit yesterday, and I end up hanging out with uh, Holly Stevens, and she was like, I bought you a gift, and I want to come over and give you this gift. It's, it's something that I know you've wanted for a long time. So I'm thinking, what the hell could you possibly give me other than sex <laughs> that I, I've wanted for a long time. And so I was thinking, okay, all right, well, you know, I'm kind of tired, but whatever, come on over and let's, uh, let's hang out. And so I ended up meeting her at the bar, and so she gives me this package, this gift wrap and everything. I open it up, and inside is that shrunken, shriveled head. That, what are you um, calling shrunken? <laughs> it's our new co-host here at Sick and Wrong. I was thinking of naming him Rollo. What do you think? What do you think, Rollo? Is that good? I, 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 will, I will accept that. <laughs> That's such a good voice for Rollo. I just picture Rollo just having this, like, kind of... Because he has no head. He's just, he's just a head. There's no he's body. He's quite dried out, aren't you, Rollo? Uh, I smoke for 33 years. <laughs> so, so we'll post just a picture. Just gave it up. We're going to post a picture of it. But it's absolutely hideous. I didn't really... I just kind of saw it, and it's... Do you think it's real? I mean, she got it's, it from a taxidermy mm, store. What is real? It's right there. <laughs> It looks real. Smell it. It Ro- smells really I'm bad. I'm not smelling It Rollo. smells awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smelling Rollo. Although his hair looks like he's been using, what is it, head and shoulders? Prel. Pantene. <laughs> Profi. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know. I was just kind of like, I didn't really know what to say. I was, well, thank you. This yeah. is, this is... I noticed you don't talk directly to him. You're kind of speaking as if he's not here. Well, I can't see him because you have oh, the sorry. computer blocking. Here I am. Hey, what's up there, Rollo? Hi. <laughs> With your weird, like, uh, ropes through his mouth and his eyes stitched together. Makes it hard to talk or read article. It, it's quite, yeah, it's quite uh, hideous. But uh, now when one of us are gone, we can always do the show on time because Rollo is the permanent backup. He's, he doesn't have anything else to do. He can't go anywhere because he has no legs or arms or any type of conveyance. No, Rollo's going to be there. And I, I like how uh, you position him next to the microphone so he... He's yeah. the, the third host here. Well, he does get the, the shittiest microphone. He might be the new sick and wrong uh, mascot. Yeah. We, did we have a mascot before? We did, but uh, I think it was Tom Cruise's child. <laughs> the, the real child. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was, uh, that, that was birthed from Xenu. That bitch was an amateur. <laughs> so, Wackerly, I escaped from Detroit uh, just uh, this uh, yesterday, actually. Really? I just got back in town. Like That's Snake why Plusken? the show is uh, late. But the reason I said Escape from Detroit is because it was interesting. When I was there, they were filming the movie Scream 4. Mm. And I guess is a it lot set of... set in Detroit or it's just cheap it's to film It's set that? in Detroit. But I guess a lot of movies are being filmed right now in Detroit. And the entertainment industry is focusing uh, filming movies there because they get a 
58% tax break. Yeah. That's insane. Well, and that's a tax break on, like, what's the, even the going rate of labor there? Or, like, we need to rent out this big lot. Can you give me a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, it's just like these huge vacant spaces. So now I guess the uh, film industry is taking advantage of it. Yeah, so do screen- you even have to get a permit? Or are you just like, shit, I'm going to film something right here? I think all you need is a couple guys with shotguns to protect yeah. your equipment Protection, and uh, just go yeah. in uh, and go film. But I was thinking what would be what I kind of want to do, and I thought about this when I was in Detroit, is I wouldn't mind doing a reality show called Escape from Detroit. Uh-huh. Tell me if you would do this. So you Watch would be, or do. Watch or participate. Both. Okay. Uh, but, but let's say, would you be a contestant here? And so what a contestant would do is you would be dropped off in an undisclosed location in downtown Detroit. Downtown Detroit where no one lives, completely vacant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's abandoned area close of the city, the, extremely close dangerous. Close to the border, though? No, right in the middle of downtown Detroit. The middle of, like, the geographic center of the city The limits, epicenter of Detroit, That's yeah. not really downtown, but... Okay, well, whatever. In the ghetto. You're okay. dropped off in the ghetto of Detroit. You have a bright, hot pink backpack with a million dollars. If you escape from Detroit, uh-huh. you get to keep that million dollars. Here's the catch. Uh, radio stations, television stations are broadcasting that there's going to be, you know, a white nerdy guy with a pink backpack filled with a million dollars dropped off in the middle of Detroit. Uh-huh. So everyone knows. No one knows exactly they don't know where, where you are, you're gonna be, though. but everyone knows that you're in the city. Can they, I mean, how am I, are they just going to be able to see the helicopter and, like, you know, watch me fly you know, in? You're, uh, you know, you're dropped off by just a, a car. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've seen Escape from New York, right? Yeah, he had a helicopter. A gli- no, a no, glider. A glider. It was a glider, So they yeah. can't hear you. That's what you gotta do. You gotta get the glider, man. Gliders so, are underutilized in today's society. If you had a glider, okay. Yeah, well, so I glide myself in under cover of night. Nobody can hear me or see me coming in. There's no lights. I know, but this is what I'm thinking. You're blindfolded, back of a car, and you're just dropped off some just undisclosed okay. location. Right. They take off the blindfold. Later. Throw the pink backpack on me, and you're just there. Uh, I would do it. Would you? I mean, do you think you'd actually escape from Detroit? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you get a million dollars. Yeah, no, because you know what this is like. I mean, I think you're thinking of it like it's when Mike Tyson used to fight people, and then you'd find out that like the loser got like a million dollars, you know, and they'd be like, "Shit, for a million dollars, I'd let Mike hit. Tyson punch me in the face." And you're like, "No, you wouldn't. You become a retard." You'd be like, "Okay, now you're a retard with a million dollars. I'd rather be have my brain together." And not have a million dollars. But this isn't really like that because, say, it's not like a big gang of toughs does find me, ne'er do well. Dude, everybody would be cruising around looking for a white yeah, guy but with if a they pink find, backpack. Yeah, but I'm going to hide in the bushes and stuff. But if they do spot me, I'll just give them a million dollars. I'll be like, you can have a million dollars, just let me go. And they'd probably be like, all right, get the fuck out. Maybe. I mean, you They're not really necessarily going to beat the shit out of me or murder me if I just give them the million dollars. And what if I take. Like a hundred thousand out of it and stuff it into my butt crack. <laughs> then I get out with a hundred thousand. You're cheating. I'm gonna I cheat don't know. it. No, I'm cheeking it. <laughs> Not cheating. Cheeking. I, I just think it would be interesting because you know it's it's funny to to be in a city that is just so ghetto, right. I mean, that's not even an appropriate word. It's not like, even an appropriate like, word for but thriving it's so violent, with activity. Though. This is like the wasteland. It, it really is. I mean, it's just that there's an area in Detroit the size of San Francisco that's completely abandoned. Yeah, it's like the road. And if you do see somebody, run. 
Yeah, that, that's why they, <laughs> they could film Escape from Detroit and not need to like use any Hollywood backdrops yeah. or settings or could anything. Just be a reality no show, like it's just saying. like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really that dangerous. But this uh, this past week, I mean, I was pretty much there dealing with my my father's sickness in the hospital and everything. But my sister came out, and so one night, this is on Tuesday. Yeah, we decided to go. You out should just barter drinking. her off in the way. So I, I should have bartered her it's off. See how much money I could a get. Woman. Well, so we, we end up going out drinking, and it's hard to drink in Detroit because you don't want to drive. I don't want to get pulled over my dad's car, and you no. do get pulled over there. Yeah. I mean, it's just dangerous to drink. And so we're, well, they just know a white person driving around. There's yeah, something wrong going on. There's something going on. They, that guy's looking for drugs or hookers. Yeah, right. And so we, we went out. We we're like, let's just walk it. And so we're walking. We ask at a gas station, what's the closest bar? And the guy's like, well, it's a few miles past eight. You know, it's probably just around eight mile, mm-hmm. which is at least a three-mile walk. Because you were on five mile, or no? I think we might be around eleven mile. We're eleven mile. That's right. That's where my dad lives. In That's why Detroit is cool. Detroit. It's easy to get around. Just miles, mile roads. <laughs> so we're well, walking down towards eight mile at the Telegraph and eight mile, mm-hmm. and there's uh, some bar over there. And when we get there, we're kind of looking at it like this. Kind of looks a little ghetto. Well, you're in Detroit. Yeah, we're in Detroit. We're like, you know what? We've walked all this way. Let's just go. So we go in there, and it was just like. An old black eye bar. Mm-hmm. We were the only white people. We were probably the only white people that have been in there in the past four, five years. Right. You know, and so as soon as we walk in, there's like an audible hush that comes yes. over. Everyone's just kind of like, what the hell are those crackers doing in our bar? <laughs> the freaky pink skinned <laughs> tribe is <laughs> so arrived. We're just kind of like sitting there and we look around and my oh, sister's hello. like, should we go? I mean, they probably thought we were going to ask for directions or our car broke down or something. Can we use a phone? Your sister kind of has black person hair. She could have try to play herself off as like an albino black person her ass is getting bigger these days so i'm thinking maybe she could pull off the uh she might. <laughs> black girl's bootay yeah you ever i don't know no not i was work. i was just an oddity they're looking at me like as an aberration of nature no black person sounds like you either no and and i'm sure they're just annoyed by my nasal tone <laughs> so we sat at the bar and we're just like fuck it let's just order some drinks and we started ordering drinks and the bartender was just this old black guy just comes over he's just like we never get white folks up in here. I don't get you a drink. What you doing? He thought, like, he'd, he thought he'd hit the gold mine. Like it was going to become this upscale hip bar. You guys were the first white people to arrive. Well, we ended up having uh, you know a pretty good time. Actually, it was a, it was a ruckus, drunken time. Like we ended up hanging out with a bunch of different people. The bartender. Uh, Once kept, you're accepted, then you're the novelty. Everybody's buying you drinks. We, yeah, we were getting free shots of tequila. Yeah. I ended up just getting completely wasted. Right. And at one time, it was funny. I was standing next to this guy who had like just solid gold grill. Yes. And uh, it was just really ghetto. Probably maybe mid forties or something. But uh-huh. his finger, like one of his hands, was just bandaged and i was just like i was so drunk that i you know just kind of lost all inhibitions i lost uh-huh. all tact i was just, i looked over at the guy and i said what the hell happened to your hands you burn your fingers or something he's like i got my finger finger uh, prints shaved off <laughs> and you know, i was looking at him like you what he's like i got my fingerprint shaved off police ain't gonna know who i am and uh, something like that and i was looking at him like this guy's the funniest guy i've ever in my life he got his fingerprint sh-. and I, I just thought he was Messing with me or mm-hmm. fucking with me because I, I mean, who who would do that? Right. And anyways, the night progressed. We ended up just getting wasted. That guy was actually really cool. We did a lot of a lot about a lot of shots with him. And then the bartender <laughs> ended up driving us back to my dad's uh, senior living bart- community, the old, the, the old people's home. Yeah, I already heard this story. Yeah, because your sister called me, <laughs> drunk dialed me at like twelve thirty my time, which is like. 3.30, the time zone where you guys were? 
I was like, what are you doing calling me? And she basically told me that story. And uh, she said that you were passed out and she tried to yell at you and wake you up. And she's like, he he won't wake up. Usually she gets really, really drunk. And then you're the first person she drunk dials and calls faggot <laughs> i think did she, she probably did that? call yeah. me a faggot what are you doing faggot yeah that's how the carl started we called we talked for a good 20 minutes it was a I, nice nice chat i'm amazed that she made any sense because she was as wasted as she probably I was. doesn't remember talking Dude, we both have unexplained injuries the next yeah. day on the plane ride back i'm like why is my chest all bruised and i got a big gash in my elbow it's horrible you guys don't think you committed incest do you <laughs> <laughs> i think what happened is i think i keep a straight face I think I bit it outside and uh, probably hit the curb or something. I wiped out. She went over to come help me up, and then she bit it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think actually I bit it several times. Yeah. Yeah, and I I was having difficulty maintaining it. You guys are like that that great brother and sister comedy duo. I guess there isn't one. (laughs) Never mind. There's never been one. We were a mess, and uh, we did have to go back to the senior living community at 2 a.m. and. Get buzzed in by a security guard yes. and then uh, proceed to go upstairs. I think I was... A black security guard? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> he was I'm a color of some uh, sort. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he even let us in the building. pink or peach or black or tan or something. Well, what was funny is today I was reading about mutilation of fingerprints. Mm-hmm. And I was reading an article about this. You're trying to check up on this dude's story. Well, you know, I forgot about it till today I was reading the paper and I, I, or I, was, read, I was on the intertubes and I came mm-hmm. across this article about the prevalence of uh, mutilating mutilation of fingerprints that's happening these days. And uh, police say people are scarring they, so they can thwart detection and ID. And I was like, maybe that guy wasn't lying, wasn't messing with me. I thought he was right. like, I'm going to go freak out the white folks here and say yeah. my, my finger. But maybe he really did burn off his fingertips. I was thinking maybe he was a, an old blues man, you know, and he had the calluses. But calluses. you're saying it really is a crime-related... He had pieces the, of gauze on his fingers. Hmm. So, I, I mean, maybe he burned his fingers. That's yeah. what I thought, and he was just messing with if us. If I but, wanted to thwart detection, you know, by, by masking my fingerprints, I would probably just wear a glove. Well, I think what it is, it's, it's, it's upon repeated arrests. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be charged. You know, you have already been busted. Your fingerprints are already on file. You don't want to be charged <laughs> right. again. Yeah. At, the, at your record. But so- still, it, when I'm committing my future crimes, I'll just wear gloves. This, this tells me that people that do this, kind of, this is their thought process. I'm likely going to be committing quite a few crimes of passion. <laughs> Non-predetermined violence is, is in my future. So I'm just going to take care of this right now because I might not have gloves or be thinking straight when I commit my next crime. Well, you know, I think they think, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be more crimes in the future. And, there, and I'm not going to have time to, to put some gloves on. Do or, you always have gloves when a crime... I mean, sometimes a crime just well, when I commit a Well, when I commit a crime... This is what I'm saying. When I commit a crime, I it's plan it out. premeditated. Yes. <laughs> well, please say right now in the past decade... Uh, state detectives have seen a seven-fold spike in people arrested with mutilated fingertips. Yeah. It's a disturbing trend that they said reflects dire efforts to evade harsher punishments that come with multiple arrests and also to avoid deportation. See, that I don't understand. Like, if you're arrested, they don't just look at your fingerprints and be like, we don't have you on file. I guess we don't know who you are. You're free to go. <laughs> if they can't figure out who you are and corroborate but it. But they can't keep you. They can't hold you indefinitely. I think they can. I don't think they can. If you they, can't just be a mystery man. 
Yeah, but I think if you had some ID, whether or not, not like it's you, ID. a fake ID, I think yeah. they have to a good eventually fake ID accept might, it. Might, might, yeah, you're right. So some people have used eyedroppers filled with acid or pressed their fingers onto burning metal to blot their fingerprints. Others right. have spent thousands of dollars to hire shady doctors to surgically alter their fingertips. It is, not, them it is not shady. I, I used to practice that medicine myself. <laughs> <laughs> what I just melt people's fingertips? It's completely legitimate. Hi, <laughs> and I give Dr. out pot. Nick. I give out pot prescriptions and melt fingerprints. Well, what if, where do you find a doctor that would do that? Probably Detroit. No, the, the, Detroit back, the back of the, the back of the local weekly uh, paper, <laughs> liberal rag. In the in the uh, yeah the, the the SF Weekly, you get those little like uh, classified ads. Yeah. They'll get you a whore, they'll get you a pot card, and they'll burn your fingertips You just got to go to Craigslist for this. Yes. So while authorities have had some recent successes in identifying those with mutilated fingerprints, most have not been identified. Um, of the recorded arrests this decade in Massachusetts alone, only 17% were positively identified by matching their scuffed fingerprints. Mm. So... Detective Lieutenant Deborah Rib- Ribiera says, unfortunately, mutilation can work to evade our system. <laughs> Uh, she said their their <laughs> fingerprint databases have over a hundred million records, but the system isn't perfect. And as we increase our networks, this becomes more of an issue. So I think you'll see we'll try to get better at it. Yeah, but um, there's a long history of criminals trying to conceal their identity, um, which has included everything from assuming the names of dead people to undergoing extensive plastic surgery, like Demo. Demo. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Some people Demo? will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, that totally, I just totally Treme, that it's one. a Treme reference. Um, but I do like... <laughs> Moving I, on. <laughs> I do like when a criminal is willing to undergo extensive plastic surgery. Like the Joker. No one ever does that. The, Joker, the Joker did it. Didn't, the Joker did it on accident. Didn't he fall in toxic waste? Uh, you're right, he did. That's and a good then they, point. they repaired his face. Somebody's, somebody's changed their face via plastic surgery in the world of literature. Well, I, th- I think several people have. Um, among the most notorious cases of, cr- of a criminal destroying his fingerprints is John Dillinger. Really? Uh, the bank robber who'd been on the lam for years in the 1930s mm-hmm. used acid to burn off his fingertips. I'm always, I've never really believed, that I, or, or just, it seems incredible to me that fingerprints even work. I mean, it's this little, like, wavy fucking bullshit pattern and then they can see the grease that that pattern leaves on some hard surface, and then they can match it to like another place that you put the pattern, and they can find out it's you. Well, th- that's what it's weird. I mean, I would believe DNA more than that. At least d- DNA is like a chemical yeah, analysis. Do they take? I mean, this is like a simple test. They can just you know take ink and paper and yeah. swab someone's fingers. DNA. Right. I mean, what do they have to? They'd have to draw blood from everyone that gets arrested. Yeah, but they can. They Dude, can. One in they can definitively. In this country gets arrested. They can definitively say this is your DNA sequence. It's G A T A T T C A D G D G blah 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 blah. Like that specific sequence is you. But like, what if I like have big swollen alcoholic hands on the day that they fingerprint me at the station? And then the day that I commit my crime, I've been on, like, a fast, and my hands are all, like, shrunken down. Like, how can that fingerprint match my other fingerprint? You know, it's not so, 
it's not like a binary like that's you that isn't you thing it's like it's kind of the same shape but what they do is they scan them digitally mm-hmm. including a nail-to-nail roll that takes in far more of the loops orals and arches now they do capturing an but they used to not they used to no, just they look used at to them. not do it and don't you think it was like smudged anyway but i mean yeah i think that was back when they just railroaded people <laughs> like it's that guy we're gonna say the fingerprints really match we'll show them to the jury but they're not gonna fucking tell I mean, you've been be to the to you, you've walked by the tenderloin police department i highly doubt they have a sophisticated dna testing machine in there no that's down at the crime lab where they're snorting up all the coke <laughs> on their on their for, during their free time they don't talk they don't talk about they don't shoot the shit at the water cooler they shoot the shit over the spare coke that they snort up <laughs> 10 a.m <laughs> So uh, prosecutors uh, charged three people in a federal court in Massachusetts just this past week with plotting to help illegal immigrants avoid detection by altering their fingerprints. Uh, What they did is they would remove the fingerprints of uh, illegal immigrants surgically Mm -hmm. for a $4,500 fee. Jesus. Yeah, it's expensive. You know, they, they, I mean, if you have $4,500, like, why do you need to be illegal, illegally immigrating? How much does it cost to just immigrate legally? No, but if they, they have, they're already in the country. They just want to avoid being deported because now you won't be able to uh, identify them. Other than the fact that they can't speak English and they're really good at making Mexican food. <laughs> it just seems, it seems like $4,500 is a lot of money that you could, like, go back to Mexico and live like a king. And, like, why the fuck are you even here? Yeah, I don't even or, understand or, where... Or, like, you know, get an, a real immigration lawyer and, like, legitimately become a citizen. Yeah, I don't understand how they would even uh, earn $4,500. I thought Mexicans worked for, like, a quarter to... an hour. Yeah, I don't know. At least the ones I hired from Home Depot last week it's to clean a... my bathroom. <laughs> it's a possibility that I have misconceptions about illegal immigrants. That's a distinct possibility. Well, I imagine the ones that are dealing drugs probably can afford the $4,500. Yeah. So um, this uh, police office of uh, crime scene services here in Sudbury, Massachusetts, Lieutenant Martin showed samples of mutilated prints. Some of the images revealed small rectangular patches of skin from another part of the body surgically implanted in the middle of the fingertips. That's some. That's like a forty-five hundred dollar job. That's not exactly. some just like that's I'm taking a. I'm not taking a belt. I'll take a belt sander to your thumb for <laughs> for fifty bucks. <laughs> Others showed crisscrossing lines or other odd patterns that blurred the surrounding swirls. Probably reflecting cuts from a knife or deliberate burning. Do your fingerprints grow back over time? Well, he says surface- what is a fingerprint? Why, why is your fingers even? Ha- why doesn't any of your the other parts of your skin have this shit? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. You, you kind of sound like the ICP guys. I'm staring at my hand like I'm on LSD. How do magnets work, <laughs> Rollo? What do you think? It's a miracle. Is Rollo, yeah, Rollo here? <laughs> is he here legally? Or are you allowed to work in this podcast? Don't ask. Rollo doesn't even have fingers. I do not need to worry so about So surface cuts don't do the job. The marring must go deep under the skin, which grows back with the original patterns, oh. if not sufficiently disfigured. That's when you need the graft. So it's interesting if, uh, the, you know, that, that fellow I was talking to at the tavern in Detroit mm-hmm. really did um, obscure his concealer's identity by uh, marring his fingerprints. You could have been talking to a stone-cold <laughs> killer. Yeah, very well. And you know what? But I'm he was down with you. He he recognized that you had enough badassedness. Did they yeah. know that it was your sister? Or did they think she was like your girlfriend? I have no he idea. He must have told them. I probably tried selling her at least three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> How much is that 40 at King Cobra? Do you have three of those? <laughs> you can have her. Uh, come back. Yeah, when, I am, come I, back when the ass is bigger. 
<laughs> I am happy to have escaped from Detroit, and hopefully I won't have to go back there anytime soon. So, if you um, do go back, bring a glider. Yeah, I must do that. Because then you can glide into like one of the better neighborhoods and go to a real bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, people, this is episode 237 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of the show two weeks ago, episode 235, which we didn't do. Last week, we kind of had a special show. It was the, very special. The interview with Mistress Genevieve. Um, you know, I didn't even realize that you had a, put up a voting thing for yeah, there was episode two thirty six. There's always a poll about something. There's That's a one poll thing you about, can count on is being shafted. And yeah, shafted, no pun intended. Um, the poll was about whether girls or whether what's more what's preferable, a boner or a chub. Yeah, not and just I, I wasn't just asking girls, guys and girls. Well, Chubb actually won by uh, a landslide, which I was yes. quite surprised. So Chubb did win. Team Chubb. I just want to say. A moratorium is now being imposed <laughs> on boners and penises. On the, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Yes. We, we've gone into such detail about boners versus chubs. It was funny. We had could have been more detail, but yeah, we did go into a lot. <laughs> I, th- I love the people that didn't even vote and just wrote, I like pussy faggots <laughs> that was in, the, in the comment no line. No vote. Yeah, that, that was nice. No vote at all. Yeah, that's and like then, uh, none of the above. Although I did like the other people that like really voted. I mean, they voted, but to the point where they write this like really like paragraph long comment, yes, analyzing why they like their boner better work. than their chub, Explain and it your just work. you know it it just got to the point where I'm like, I'm sick of reading about this. I'm sick of hearing about this. Chub wins. I concede. I fully concede. <laughs> a chub is better than a boner, Wackily. Christina is gonna be just. She just turned the show off. She might be dismayed, but I concede because I don't want to talk about boners anymore. The the listeners have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so a recap of two weeks ago, uh, episode two thirty five. We did three stories. A listener one, who is Stephanie. We didn't actually uh, give her. We didn't credit her for that story. Sorry about the lack of attribution. A uh, listener one sent a story about a meth bet that gone awry. A listener two sent a story about a drunken Aussie croc riding incident. And listener three sent a story about the legend of Raul Moat. Raul Moat. The English badass. Uh, believe it or not, the meth bet gone awry ended up winning episode 235. <laughs> yeah, it came in with uh, quite a few votes. The um, proof of the story is in the telling. Yeah. Yeah, it was entertaining. Romo came in second, and uh, Drunken Aussie croc riding came in third, which I think should be a sport in the Olympics. Oh, I, I was going to say, it probably already is a sport in, <laughs> well, in, 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 in Australia. the Australian Olympics, which is also known as the Special Olympics. <laughs> People, the, no, I think it's the very Special Olympics. <laughs> the Special Olympics name was taken. People, you know uh, the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send in your listener submissions at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong forum. We got quite a few, co- uh, quite a few submissions here for mm-hmm. uh, several stories. It was difficult to pare them down, but uh, we ended up... Um, picking i think the uh, the best stories here for episode 237 all right um i believe you started last week wackily so i'll kick off the show but first how about a word from our beloved sponsor adamandeve.com it's butt plug month on adamandeve.com show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom and by something new i mean a butt plug because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So there you go, AdamandEve.com. Type in DIDDLE when you're checking out and get six free porno DVDs. It's a lot of porn. Mm. I think you should do that right now. That's Rollo's middle name is DIDDLE. Actually, you know what you should do? You should do that, and then for all your friends' birthdays, you can give them free porn. If you have six friends. <laughs> if you have six friends, which most of our <laughs> listeners probably do not. You got, maybe you could give them free porn for two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe three. <laughs> so the first listener submission here came in from James from the OC. I assume that's Orange County? Yeah. The OC. I imagine uh, James must be a fine, upstanding citizen. Mm. Uh, he said, I wouldn't want a rain man either. So I don't think she really did anything wrong. Love the show. James from the a OC. Yes. So what he's referring to here is a woman in a 911 call says she strangled her autistic children. We can reasonably assume that a large portion of our listeners have never seen Rain Man. <laughs> You know, it probably came out like five or six years before they were born. When did Rain Man come out? Late 80s? I believe it might have been early 90s. But so James must be an older guy, probably our age. Yeah. So, but, Rain- our, but our listeners might not know what the fuck we're talking I about. I fully recommend. There are two. Okay, there are three retard movies that I like a lot. Uh-huh. Rain Man, mm-hmm. it, Dustin Hoffman. It's a little too earnest. It is a bit, but it's entertaining. He has some great retard freakouts. Yeah, moments that's of true. Hysteria. That's true. Uh, Rain Man is uh, Dustin Hoffman plays this autistic guy, Tom Cruise's brother. Sling Blade. Oh, obviously, an amazing yeah. movie. And uh, I am. It's uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's oh, what I okay. meant with Leonardo DiCaprio. Not I am Sam. You Not know, the other sister. I am Sam. I was disappointed with because Sean Penn just he. Went overboard with yeah. being a retard. He oversold it. Yeah, he totally <laughs> oversold it. Just went to like an extreme, a retard extreme that just, and, and in the end, it became disingenuous. It's just like, dude, you're. What acting. about life goes on? Because that's a TV show. It's out TV of the show. Running. It doesn't count. I'm talking just film. Okay. Although, what's eating Gilbert Grape? I remember I was like, wow, that guy's amazing. Now, who's what a who's, brilliant retard? And then I saw who's Titanic, the retard? and I was <laughs> who's just the thinking, retard of that? Leo or Johnny Depp? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was his fat mother, Kathy Bates. Um, was she? She was the fat mom. I think so. I had no idea. But do you think Titanic would have been that much better of a movie had Leonardo DiCaprio reprised that role from What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, completely. <laughs> and Juliette Lewis from The Other Sister would have been the love interest. <laughs> it would have been great. Yes. So, um, in this, uh, James is referring to uh, Rain Man here because he was autistic. And in this story... Which isn't actually retardation. It's no, a it's... highly specialized and poorly functioning, socially functioning brain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slightly different. A nerving Texas woman <laughs> called a 911 operator that she strangled her two young children Monday because they were autistic. Both of them. Her name was Saika Akter, 30 years old. She's been charged with a single count of capital murder in the deaths of her two-year-old and her five-year-old. A woman who identified herself as Octor called police Monday evening and said she first tried to kill her children with bathroom cleaner, but they refused to drink it. That is such a female thing, poisoning. Like, men, is, don't, men yeah. don't poison people. Women, they love to poison. Like, I'm going to put some t- nasty Arsenic. shit. Arsenic. I'm going to slip it into your body. You're not even going to know. 
and then you're going to rot from the inside. It's that, such that a passive-aggressive way to kill oh, somebody. Oh, it's just, it's evil. It is evil. It's devious. And yeah, only women tend to do that throughout history. Uh, she told the 911 operator that she then strangled them with a wire and a that wire. they were just laying on her bed. I, I do like how a two-year-old and a five-year-old were like, fuck that, Mom, I'm not drinking that bathroom cleaner. Yeah. I mean, they had enough sense to say no. Right. That's bathroom cleaner. It Even tastes like two. bathroom cl- cleaner. Well, why wouldn't you... You know, this is, this is going to get us an, as much hate mail as our criticisms of pit bulls. Yeah, Because everybody's that. kids are autistic now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, it, but, Tread lightly. But, but they seem to, like, pass out diagnoses of autism. It's a giant spectrum. It's not like your kid has Downs or he doesn't have Downs. It's like... Well, he's, you know, high-functioning autistic, low-functioning autistic, Asperger's syndrome is maybe another form of it. And, but know. they're all loaded terms because, I mean, I've had more than uh, two friends who have had a kid and their kid right. didn't talk by the age of two and they're like, oh my God, she's a high-functioning auti- or low-functioning autistic. Right. You never and know. Then, then like uh, three, she's totally normal. That's what I'm saying. This woman jumped the gun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, her kid, maybe the five-year-old. She has very the low... The five-year-old might have been a retard, but she, the two-year-old, was that's a little premature. She has a very low tolerance for like any kind of inconvenience. Like, I kill my kids. I didn't know they'd be all this shitting in the pants business. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. Well, usually they grow out of it. They already did! <laughs> Today's closed. They were pants shitters. Plenty more where that came from. <laughs> Look at this vagina. Yeah, I wonder how did it's she know mind. that they were autistic? Two years know. old. Yeah, they weren't I'm, responding well enough to Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. I don't it. know. It was the five year old walking around like I'm definitely a good driver. Definitely yes, a good driver. Yeah. Ask, I, I count five hundred and thirty three matches on the floor. Right? Yeah, I mean, was he counting? I don't even know. Uh, so the on the nine one one tape, the woman told the operator, "I killed them. I killed both of them. I killed both my kids. They're not doing anything. They're just blue." They're not taking any breaths. Their heart is not beating. It almost sounds like a haiku. There's like way it. too many syllables. Too many <laughs> syllables, but I'm just but yeah, saying it's, it's, like, it's you a know, poem. It's, it's a poem. It's poetic. She says, she goes on to, in detail here. First, I tried to give them bathroom cleaner. I put it in their mouths, but they don't drink it. I want them to drink it, but they don't drink it. And she's speaking in the present tense, even though they're dead now. Yeah, no, she was uh, definitely completely out of her gourd here. Just off her gourd. I grabbed their neck, and now they are no more. Uh, The operator continued to talk to the woman until the police officers arrived. She asked why she killed her children, and the woman went on to say, they are autistic. I don't want my kids to be autistic. And the operator then asked her, what are you feeling? And she says, nothing. (laughs) You know, I don't think forcing your kids to drink bathroom cleaners is an effective treatment for autism. Has it been tried? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think they'll drink it. I mean, Jenny McCarthy would say, uh, you know, how do we know? How do we know it's not a good treatment? We we don't know. Just because you believe the medical establishment, man? (laughs) I'm going to feed my kid Drano. Think about it, though. Uh, Fuck Jenny McCarthy. Wouldn't you rather have an autistic kid than one with Down syndrome? Or cerebral palsy or something? You're going to make me choose? <laughs> I'm just saying in the, in the hierarchy of disabled children, autism's not too bad. At least they can dress D, themselves. D, they, me, autism, D, autistic kids could still get laid. D, me and Rallo would love our children regardless. <laughs> I would even go so far as to say we, we, would love them, we would love them irregardless. <laughs> we would love them for what they were. Come here, little goat boy. 
So, but, but I mean, what, <laughs> oh boy, okay. I'd be making a mint at the circus. <laughs> but if you had to choose, would you want like some hideously deformed kid, a downer, or an autistic child? It's a good question. I'm saying autistic. At least you could train him to do certain things that he could probably do really well, like counting cards. Right, but that's what happened in Rain Man. Well, he took what to problem, Vegas, made what a ton problem of money. What problem do you have with a de- deformed kid? You'd have to lock him in the basement. People would scream when you bring him to the Taco Bell. <laughs> Just ruin people's appetites. Have you seen the people at the Taco Bell? <laughs> Was, is anybody going to notice? Are you, I mean, are you talking about okay. Elephant Man deformed or like, like really even more deformed? So, okay, if you have an autistic kid, yeah, are you going to be stuck at the age of 50 or 60 taking that kid, the growing child, to the park? You know, or having to Maybe. take him around with the Kmart still lives with you. Right. I thought autistic Maybe kids I would could, enjoy that. I thought autistic kids Maybe when I'm 60, like, and nobody will fucking talk to me, <laughs> that would be a nice thing. But I thought autistic kids would be able to live on their own. I mean, have some sort of independence. Rain a downer, didn't. a Down syndrome child, you're stuck with for, you know, their entire life. Mm-hmm. And a deformed kid. Explore, explore, explore the horrors of worst case scenario parenting more. This would just be a good podcast in itself. Here's yeah. another thing that could happen <laughs> that could get fucked up if you had a kid. All right, Wackley, you just got to choose. Autistic, downer, or deformed? Deformed is too broad because I'm about to say deformed. I mean, mildly deformed? Okay. Severely? Mi- severe, facial disfigurement. Like, what's that disease where like their just, face is really, really fucked up and, like, their eyes don't even work or and they can't breathe or anything because their whole head is, like, a chewed fucking piece of bubble gum? That one. Oh, then, autis- <laughs> then autistic. But if it's like some weird growth on the side of their head, then no, I'm going with a normal brain kid with a weird growth. But the, okay, but the kid with a weird growth is going to grow up with a chip on his shoulder. He's never going to get laid. He's going to hate you for having just damaged sperm that yeah. made him. You know what he might be, though? A fantastic world famous podcaster at that point. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really where it's at for podcasting. That, that could that's happen. the beginning of, of you know. Who's a great? I don't. I can't remember anybody who's great at anything. <laughs> That's like the Wayne Gretzky of podcasting. Well, look at Stephen, the great one. People look at would call Stephen it, Hawking. People would call him the great one. Look at Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Hawking. That's Overcome what I'm saying. Adversity. A, a, a well-functioning brain means a lot to me. Overcoming adversity. So you know, and, what? Uh, and autistic kids, I think maybe have a well-functioning brain. They just have certain like blind spots. They have issues, but I think they could eventually just. Uh, I mean, with enough medication, can make them do anything. I would say that this woman. <laughs> was a bit premature. Is that, is that the way you think of GHB? <laughs> Interesting. It's a, it's a panacea, that GHB. Uh, so on the sick and wrong star scale, I think the fact that this woman didn't even give her kids a chance to really become full-blown retards. Right. I'm going to give this a 4.75. She called 911 right away, huh? And they hauled her off. Yep. I, think, I don't think she just killed them because they were autistic. What, do you think she's mental? Yeah, she's mental. Yeah. Where's the husband in all this? Long um, ago. You know, there is no husband. Yeah, of course. Yep. An absentee father. Four. Four. All right. Well, what do you have here for episode 237? Gas. Uh, Petra from Maine writes in. She says... Best divorce ever from my home state of Maine. I added in the from Maine, but that's where the story's from. Fairfield, Maine. 
Daryl Allen Roberts, 44, is charged with aggravated criminal trespassing, domestic violence assault, and two counts of domestic violence terrorizing. <laughs> so just like threatening domestic assault, I guess. Is but wait, is he being charged with terrorism or terrorizing? Terrorizing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know they could do that. That would just be like uh, uh, violence. Threatening Yeah, or threatening. It's probably some enhancement, you know, because it's domestic. But it's on his ex-wife, and I assume they don't live together anymore. So I wonder how they classify this as domestic, because he went to her home, I guess. Anyway, here we go. On June 23rd, recently, about a month ago, Roberts, Daryl Allen Roberts, his ex-wife, and another woman got together for drinks at a pub in Bangor, according to police. You know, that's never a good idea. To go out with your ex-wife after a bitter divorce... And one of her best friends. Well, what does he think he's going to hook up a menage was a it her, here? Was it her best friend or was it his new girlfriend? Guarantee it was one of her friends. You probably they go are. out there. And next thing you know, they're both just tearing him to shreds, <laughs> ridiculing his manhood. Not only are they in public. That's exactly what they're doing. But he had in his fucking male adult brain thought he was going to hook up with both of them. He totally thought. I guarantee that guy. What well, it could like, happen? He was telling somebody at his blue collar job, just drinking up beer. You know, it could happen. She's there's still some attraction between me and her ex wife and her I'm friend. Gonna, I'm going to bring an extra twenty bucks to buy a couple <laughs> shots of pucker for these girls, and I'm they're going to be. Like putty in my hand. Complete and utter delusion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and it, you know, you know what happens when you're deluded, and then your world comes crashing down around you. You start terrorizing. Rage. <laughs> Rage. Rage happens. Rage against the Volva machine. Uh, the woman left the pub after Roberts got upset with his former wife, <laughs> which was probably about the point that she told them. We're not all going to have sex. Is that what you were thinking? Are you out of your fucking mind? Right. No I wonder just, you do. No wonder we got a divorce. I just came here to talk shit about you to your face with my friend and laugh at how big of a loser you are. So they left <laughs> after that. <laughs> Roberts allegedly called his wife 16 times, threatening wow. to harm her. He must have been really intoxicated. Kind of an amateur, though, because uh, Mel Gibson does like 30 times. <laughs> Although he's wealthy and has, can stay up till 5 a.m. because you know, he doesn't have to go to work. Mel Gibson's day. a professional like wife-threatener, though. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to those calls, some of his acting abilities do come through. He's very dramatic. It's like a dramatic reading of My his My favorite thoughts. thing about those calls is the heavy breathing. Yeah. Well... <sighs> And he's just so angry. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's it's pure, unadulterated rage. He's a little bit self-serving about his, like, pain. And, like, yeah, yeah Mel, I'm sure it's very painful. Like, but go, he has go some, pay for a high-class hooker. And, he has some great one-liners, though. You gotta right. admit it. He does. Yeah. This guy's an amateur compared to Mel, though. Yeah, only 16 times. And that's nothing. Four, he gave up it's a calling. trifle. He gave up calling. What do you do when you call somebody 16 times and they don't pick up? You go to their house. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way to get your message truly across. Do you, you think know? he had a shirt on at this point? It's I, pretty, I think it's warm in Maine. In, I, I in actually Maine. hope he was shirt cocking, which means he's just, just wearing a shirt. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dude, that's a good girl. Women love that. Right. I don't drive without pants, though. No, I need to I go drive. I the line there. Yeah. But women do love that look of just t-shirt shirt and uh, argyle socks, socks yeah. and just dick hanging out. <laughs> Did you just learn this term? I've never heard it before. Yeah, no. I've, shirt I've, I've heard shirt cocking. I've okay. heard it. Yeah. I think I read it in that book. I think you had pants and no shirt on. <laughs> um, and at 4.17 a.m., the women, so this, this chick did 
spend the night with their friends. Maybe there was a little bit of lesbian pillow fight going on. So if he would have played his cards right, he had a little bit more finesse. Yeah, he does. This guy has no finesse. No, there's no tact here. Well, these women woke up at 4:17 a.m. to Roberts kicking in the front door. <laughs> the investigator said he then forced his way into her bedroom. I guess the other woman was sleeping on the couch or something. When uh, his ex-wife opened her mouth to scream, and here, here's where we get this into the best divorce ever territory. She opened her mouth to scream. Roberts held her mouth open, shoved his wedding ring into her <laughs> mouth, uh, held her mouth and nose until she swallowed the ring. Uh, he then proceeded to punch her in the neck and head and threatened to kill her. She told police. So she actually did swallow the ring. Oh, she swallowed the ring. Nice. Imagine that, swallowing a wedding ring with a big diamond on it. Well, I don't think this Although guy could his, afford a big yeah. diamond. Well, plus it's... I, I it's a wedding band, probably. It's his ring, so he probably doesn't have a big stone on it. Unless it's probably a wedding unless band. Unless he's Italian. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if, if you think about it... It's still pretty hard to swallow. I No, it's a, yeah, it's a big chunk a of metal. Ring. But I wanna, he probably has big, fat fingers, too. But think about it this way, though, too. What the hell else are you going to do with that, wing, that ring, that constant reminder on your finger? Pawn it. But this is a great way to just, to, you know, be like, here... You take that ring back. I don't know. Gold's worth a lot nowadays. Yeah, actually, and, that's true. But right listen to this, it. and here, here's just to prove it. The woman, uh, she didn't report this for a couple of days, and she refused to seek medical attention because now not only has she kept the wedding ring that she gave him, he gave her, now he's, she's got his, and now she can pawn it. Yeah, but it's got to pass through a few pipes there. You know what, though? This chick could deep throat like a maniac, and that training <laughs> paid off. Because yeah, if she, she, could, if, she could sw- if she could seriously throat a ring like that. Yeah, and now she's going to make you know a couple hundred bucks off this She thing. could probably give magnificent head. I bet you she can. Deep throat. Doesn't oh, say amazing. her name, or I'd go look her up in wow, Fairfield. So how, does, how do you think something like a scene like this would end? How do you think this will conclude? Once he's held her throat, punched her in the neck, she swallowed the ring, does he just, my work's done here, I'm out of here. Uh, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys want to have sex text now? Text me. <laughs> you guys want to have sex now? Or I'll, no? I'll post this on your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it sex is out of the question now. He didn't go for the rape. He yeah. was just in the rage. He was in the rage mode. Like He just th- was thinking about all those wasted years of marriage, how they laughed at him at the bar, how pathetic he was, just in general. I think this is why you don't get married. That's why, well, yeah, you're probably right. I, I was going to say that's why you don't get married out of your league, but how would you know? So on the sick and wrong star scale, if he had just beaten up his ex-wife, I probably would have given this a three. But the fact that he forced her and held force her nose the in ring. her mouth yeah. and force fed her that ring... He did punch this, her in the neck, I'm giving too. this a 4.5. I'm giving it a 4.5 as well. This guy's a raging bull. This is called a banger divorce. <laughs> banger a banger man. divorce, yes. exactly. That's how they do it in Maine. Well, the uh, final story here for episode 237 was sent in from Michael. A woman charged in France over babies' bodies. So this, this article's kind of been all over the news, and uh, we probably had about... 25 people sent it in. But yeah. Michael was the first Dead person to story. send this in. And, you know, it's, it's funny because we've done stories like this in the past. I think you, you, I remember you did a story, I believe it was Germany. It was somewhere in Europe where a woman buried her fetuses box. in a planter box. Remember? Yeah, right. And then I think there, there's another story in France where a woman had, uh, 
hid corpses of her newborns. This happens. This happens frequently. Isn't that how they celebrate Christmas? Like there's a wooden shoe and you bury a baby in Europe, and like Saint Nicholas comes. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know because you're a Jew. No, I think that's what they do. Or yeah. no, it's, it's and then you hide an egg in a cabbage roll or something like that. No, I thought it was like the in the Czech Republic they have some creature that's kind of like the Saint Nicholas creature. The chupacabra, the something che- like Czech that. <laughs> yeah, and he comes right. out, and uh, yeah, he ends up like picking up all the fetuses out of the clogs. Right. Where and where do they have the cri- Christmas kangaroo? That's Australia. I think that is Australia because that's where kangaroos are. Yeah. But, <laughs> the Christmas kangaroo gives the best gifts, but they're all covered in slime. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of gross. You have to wash them off. Yeah. So this happened in Douai, France. French prosecutors said Thursday that they charged a woman with murder after she admitted giving birth and then smothering eight babies over a 17-year period in eight? northern France. That's eight. a little excessive. It's a lot of smothering that's going on. I wonder if she had a smother box. She's like the Alec Eiffel <laughs> of baby she's... smothering. Like, it would be the biggest <laughs> amount of baby smothering ever, the tallest structure of dead babies. Do you think she smothered these babies with her box? <laughs> So the I'm woman, say no. <laughs> the woman, maybe with her poop though, <laughs> that could work. The woman, Dominique Cotre, said she hid the pregnancies and deaths from her husband, who said he had no idea what she had done. His wife is overweight and was able to conceal the pregnancies quite effectively. I have no idea. My my bird is very fat, and I cannot tell if she is pregnant or not. Fat women, the ultimate pregnancy concealers. They really true. can. Yeah. No one has any idea because they're just looking at you like, yeah. well, you're a big fat slob anyway, you're, so I can't really tell if anything's growing you're inside You're bigger than you were six months ago, but who am I to say? <laughs> That's just it, should, it should be the pregnancy preventer if your wife is that fat. You, know, you shouldn't be having yeah, sex with her. You should be having sex with her until she loses some yeah, weight. Especially if you're French because you have like three mistresses, right? You're fucking all the shop girls and everything and you're like office secretary. Yeah, exactly. I don't see why you'd settle for your fat wife, but I don't know. My my thoughts of France are declining. Cotre told the investigators the reason she killed the babies was that she did not want to have any more children and did not want to go see a doctor for contraceptives. Mm. So apparently she did embarrassed not... Embarrassed about yeah. a vagina. Do you think she's embarrassed or just lazy? Fat and lazy. I wonder, I mean, how hard is it to go to the doctor and be like, well, I want to get the pill? Say what you want about France, but nobody beats the United States for lazy fat women. I'm going to give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and say she was embarrassed to talk to her doctor about her, her you know, privates. I think that's private probably parts. what it was. Yeah. Um, they, they, they have, the investigators have doubts about the father not knowing about any of these eight children over a 17-year period, but they claim that the sky has fallen in on his head. Yeah. Uh, he indicated he had no idea that she was pregnant over the years. Right. They 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 omitted a part of that sentence, though. I had no idea anybody would ever find out about this. I couldn't I, imagine. I'm just a chubby chaser. Because I like big titties. Is it, it my problem? Is, it, I mean, is it's that the, the crime? The whole thing, that it, the fact that he didn't know or the, the assumption that he didn't know works on another assumption that... Pregnant women and regular women, the only difference is they have a big belly. But that's not, though. They, like, eat fucked up foods, which, okay, maybe she was a big She was foods. a big, fat pig. I bet but you like, she weighed, like, yeah, but what about, Okay, but, like, pounds. she's barfing all the time? I mean, pregnant women barf all the time. Like, wouldn't she be like, 
But yeah, wife, the morning why, why sickness. Are you, why are you barfing all the time? That's weird. It, but then after 17 years, maybe you're just like, my wife barfs all the time. <laughs> She's just a morning puker. Yeah. I don't know why, but she does it all the time. I don't think it just happens in the morning. I think that's just a term. <laughs> the case came to light when a couple gardening in their backyard in the northern town of Vierra can't even say it, <laughs> found two babies' bodies in sealed plastic bags and called police. You know, here's a lesson uh, a lesson to take home with you from this podcast. When you move to a new house, yeah. before you sell the house, get rid of the baby's corpses. Maybe you forget. Maybe you, you should keep a journal. Years? A journal of the fucked up shit you've buried in your yard <laughs> that you need to dig up before you move. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to sell the house... Remove the corpses. That's yes. all I gotta say. Because it's it's inevitable someone's going to like find that yeah. buried fetus. Real estate talk. Let's take it wrong. <laughs> Police spoke to Katrina, her husband, who had previously lived in the home, and uh, she admitted immediately that she was the mother of the two babies that were found in the yard. Oh uh, yes, those those were my babies. That's that's true. I did. Did I leave those there? Oh yes, I did. They bear a striking <laughs> resemblance to Papa. <laughs> she then told police about. Six other babies that are concealed in the garage. Those six bodies were also sealed in plastic bags, but were covered by various objects. A baguette, some cheese, cigarettes. Just in the garage. A fine Bordeaux. Johnny Depp. We did not call that the garage. That is our, that is our wine cellar over there next to the Peugeot. I can't believe she folded so quickly. Here's, a, here's an interesting uh, tidbit of information here. She was a nurse. Uh, they claim that uh, Cotre, a nurse here, had psychological problems from her first pregnancy. Don't they have, like, condoms at hospitals? Uh, yes, a, a prophylactic. You think she'd have had access She's embarrassed to, to talk to the doctor, and she's a nurse or something. And she's a nurse, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, that's one thing I noticed uh, just dealing with my father's situation here being in the hospital. There are a lot of overweight nurses. Mm, I've heard that. There are a couple of the nurses' aides are kind of hot. Sort of. The AIDS. The AIDS. Yeah, they're only like in their early 20s. But as soon as they hit that like over 30, they just start gaining weight. Well, they, you know why? Because they lead shitty lifestyles. Like they, You're working 12-hour days. And yeah, the overtime is worth so much that you're like, well, I, I got to stay at work because I'm making double time now. And then you're eating shitty foods. You're like not exercising. You're always in the hospital. Yeah, I can see that would take a toll on your body. There are some hot ones. There are a couple of hot ones. Yeah, well, ones, that's, but... like, that's what you're saying. Like the, the young ones who haven't been through the million. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like once they become an official RN and been working in the hospital for like a few years, mm-hmm. then they start gaining weight. Yeah. It, uh, you know, working too hard. I'm I don't know. A, I'm you, against it. <laughs> I, I'm amazed, though. I'm, I'm amazed that man. anybody could do that. It, seriously. <laughs> put, a, put a bedpan under my dad's ass. I have no idea hmm. how anyone could do that. Yes. Um, the babies were born between 1989 and 2006, but their exact birth dates aren't known. She knew that she was pregnant every time, and she's admitted this. She answered in a very straightforward way. What's interesting is Cotre and her husband have two adult daughters, but it was a difficult first pregnancy that sparked her actions. Because of her weight, the first pregnancy was traumatic, and she didn't want to go through it again. She's always been fat. He married a fat fat lady in the beginning. Maybe maybe he's fat, too. So the husband here, Pierre-Marie Cotre, hopes the public does not make simplistic conclusions about his wife. (laughs) That's the whole point of our show, Frenchie. (laughs) The family members are supporting the wife and the mother... Because they realize she has serious problems. He says, there is no rejection of her as a wife and a mother. You know, I object to uh, that assertion there. Mm -hmm. 
I think there's a slight rejection. She's not the best mother in the world when she's smothering her infants and burying them in the backyard. You know, Fred Phelps, the esteemed, uh, what is he, a reverend, a reverend that we're going yeah. to we're going to memorialize his funeral once that happens, uh, would say that there's no difference between this and people who go have a legitimate abortion. Actually, he probably would even have a problem with people who put a condom on their penis. Or who used birth control to begin with. So wait, are you saying someone who goes and gets an abortion is in the same league as this woman? That's what Fred Phelps. But that's, do you think say. Fred Phelps would? It's would just look a at that? late, late, late term abortion. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And apparently, she's pretty good at it. I mean, uh, she should open up her own Planned Parenthood. She's a nurse. She has training. Her Planned Parenthood is just like let the baby be born, and we'll just smother them. Here's yeah. my technique. Yeah, it's non-invasive. Yeah, it's non-invasive it's, it's, surgery. It's, and there's no vacuum cleaner hoses no. required. It's no. yeah, definitely very non-invasive. Yeah, and if the baby's super handsome, you can change your mind. Yeah, you never. Like, know. This is a good-looking baby. I'm keeping this one. Yeah, try <laughs> it know, out. Try it out for a couple of weeks. I wonder if the husband was just like. Half five, we could never afford it to keep all those uh, eight children. Yeah, but France is a giant welfare state. They would get so much money for having all those kids. God, dude, it's like Octomom. Yeah. She should take lessons from this lady. Yeah, really. So on the second round, it's hard to smother eight kids all at once, though. (laughs) You have a big box for that. On the second round, star scale, I'm going to give this a five. I am giving it a five, too. Just for. Like, maybe getting pregnant on accident once and then smothering that baby. Eh, okay. I, can, I can understand I can that. that, yeah. You know, high school kids do that sort of shit. They they have the kid in the toilet and then throw it out. But you you know good and well that they're not making that mistake again. But this woman, it just became routine procedure for when, her. When smothering your newborn infant becomes a form of birth control, <laughs> it's a five-star and sick and wrong. Yeah, I'm sure the first one she smothered, you know, she like looked into its eyes. That's five stars. And looked into its eyes and cried and hesitated while she was going to smother it. But you really think like the eight... She did anything other than just jam the pillow on its face and <laughs> do you think shove she it in the dirt. Do you think used a pillow or do you think she just used a fold of flesh? It's pillow-like. It's basically the I same. I bet thing. you she probably could have used just like either sat on the kid mm-hmm. and probably not even felt it. No. You know? She's probably a very effective smotherer. That's a good Smother point. them with love. That's a good point. <laughs> People, we invite you to decide who won episode 237. Go vote. Sick and well, uh, Wackley, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Some old, um, old school uh, Sick and Wrong listeners have called in, and I'm anxious to play their phone calls. Before we get to that, here is a, uh, another word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com, but delivered by this young Scottish boy who uh, has been calling the show religiously, I would say, for the past few weeks. I love his calls. We haven't had a chance to play one yet because they they deserve to be showcased. And I guess playing this promo is the best way to do it at this I w- point. I want to showcase, but at some point we're gonna have to showcase more of his material. No, this this kid uh, definitely deserves a. He's thirteen a, years old. He's thirteen years old. You have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So here is the young Scottish boy doing um, an Adam and Eve promo for us. And then uh, when we do this phone call, we'll actually do a phone call from this uh, young Scottish yeah. kid who he's I'm re- quite impressed with. He's really talking about stuff he has no firsthand knowledge of. Well, we don't know that because we don't know what a 13-year-old's life is like in Glasgow. No, I don't. You know? So here, here, here's a young Scottish kid uh, talking about AdamandEve.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you need dildos, butt plugs, uh, condoms, rubbers, johnnies, everything you could ever need for raping children. Watch or .com and you'll and type in the word diddle upon checkout and you'll receive 
six adult DVDs and free postage and packaging and the free gift so essential we can't even mention it on this podcast. Anyway, shout out to you, Dean Lance. Love you guys. Brilliant. So doesn't that uh, promo in a young Scottish boy's voice really make you want to go out and buy some, like, porn? <laughs> And go buy a dildo. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a young Sean Connery. <laughs> a young Sean Connery. A young perverted Sean Connery. Very uh, disturbing. I wonder if his parents would uh, punish him for calling in and talking about dildos to a podcast. Or if they'd be like, drink some more scotch, boy. <laughs> Let me get you a new kilt. <laughs> Probably the second. <laughs> Probably. Well, uh, we get, we Here comes few- the juice truck. <laughs> We do have a few phone calls here, but before we get to that, I want to give a big shout-out to Lloyd. Not a big shout-out, really. A big thank you to Lloyd for this uh, care package that he sent us. Right. We, we always love receiving gifts. We actually received two gifts this week. One of them is a CD that we're going to play a song of at the end of, at the, end of the show. But uh, here we got a full-on letter and uh, a, a gift. Like some right. books and stuff. Yeah. So, Very uh, literary, literary gift package. Which, you know, <clears throat> I find this amazing for several reasons. One, it's, I think it's rare that we ever receive books from our fans. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of like, some, like we get a letter in a package and it says, Dear boys, I love your show. It's very entertaining. Love, J.D. Salinger. <laughs> <laughs> It's just incongruous. But it's funny, though, because this is coming from Cardiff, Wales, which I didn't even think they knew how to read there (laughs) or knew how to brush their teeth. But apparently, I think they can They know how to read. They just don't have any vowels. Okay, yeah, no vowels. It's all consonants. So uh, Lloyd writes, Dear Jew Boy and Whack Job, first off, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of your show. I've been listening since January, and I'm slowly, surely catching up. I've also turned a number of people onto your world, and your podcast is the main topic of conversation when we meet up these days. That is literary parties. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of having, you know how like some people have the book club? They have the sick and wrong club. Yeah, I'm on episode 171 today, but I want to refer back to episode 139, which I listened to a few weeks ago. In the intro, you were toasting the death of David Foster Wallace and discussing literature of all things. And this is the reason I send you this care package. You know, uh, contrary to popular belief, Wackerly and myself do read on a regular basis. And we, we, but I hate David Foster Wallace, and you yeah, love him. I, I do love him. That's, that's why we were talking He's a about cock. him. But he likes the sound of his own voice. Haven't we done Sick and Wrong Book Club before? Yes, my choice was Dr. Adder, like <laughs> A.W. Jeter. I think we did it around Christmas or something. I don't know, I'm not sure. Probably. But perhaps, one, one we time might do, in five uh, years. perhaps we might do one of these books. So he says, in the care package, you'll find three books, one for D, one for Lance, and the other for both of you to share. We'll read those together, huddled yeah. up under the covers. <laughs> for D, Are you done with this page yet, D? Can, can, can I, I turn it? it? <laughs> for D, I enclose Absurdistan by Gary Steingart. Which tells the hilarious tale of an obese Russian Jew named Misha who's obsessed with gangster rap and has a mangled member due to being circumcised in an 18-year-old. I'm sure Dee can empathize with many parts of this novel. Mm. How does he know about my mangled member? (laughs) Uh, For Lance, I enclose Vert by Jeff Noon. It's a cyberpunk sci-fi novel set in Manchester in the near future. I know you love your sci-fi, and I hope you haven't read this one. I haven't, but I've heard of it. It could be called a cult classic, mainly due to the fact that almost no one's heard of it. I read it as a teenager and loved it, and again a few years ago as I entered my 30s and still loved it. For both your reading pleasure, I hope, I enclose Faith, Hope, and Love. My debut English-language novel. I published another four in Welsh. 
Please don't be put off by the title. I almost was, actually. After reading that, I was just like, I don't know if uh, I want to read this book by Ned Flanders. In no <laughs> Is it way, inspirational? He says in no way it's a pro-religious tome. In fact, it's the complete opposite. It's based oh. in Cardiff, Wales, and it's pretty fucked up in parts with an especially sick and wrong ending. So it's called Faith, Hope, and Love. Are we going to go to Wales on our, on our legendary, proverbial uh, UK trip that maybe will happen in the future? I would love to go check out Wales. I think I'm not going to understand anybody. I'm going to need a translator. I just want to see it and just go get really, really drunk in Wales. Just welshed up. Just, uh, just the pictures I've seen of people with their drunken tomfoolery in that, in yeah. that, that yeah. area. I'm ready for that. If you like it, maybe you could big it up on your show. Yes, of course, I'm fishing shamelessly for a plug. If you don't, tell no one. We're not also, plugging it yet. We're just mentioning it because we, we haven't read it together in bed We just yet. got it. I also enclosed some music of Welsh origin, ranging from the internationally revered super furry animals. I didn't even know they were Welsh. To some seriously underground acts such as the Z-Wolf, Smithy Blade, and the Headcase Lads. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Lloyd. His actual real name is L-L-W-Y-D. I, I know, know you won't be able to that. say my name, so just call me Lloyd. <laughs> so thank you, Lloyd, for sending in, uh, sending in all these cool gifts. And uh, yeah, you know, big shout out and uh, big uh, hyping here of your book, Faith, Hope, and Love. We're not hyping it. We Lloyd haven't read Owen. it together. <laughs> Winner of the Welsh Book of the Year Award. Does that you mean know, it was like the only book that was written in Wales that year? Actually, well, this is 2007, but in 2006, it was Goodnight Moon. <laughs> <laughs> it was translating Welsh, and it, oh, won okay. the, right. yeah, it won the Welsh Book of the Year award. That so, year, though, it was Lloyd's. Yeah, I'm thinking 2007, they're like, you know, we've we got to choose something longer with a few more words in it. Yes. Still um, no vowels, though. Still no vowels. All consonants. But uh, go check it out, people. We haven't read this yet, either. Faith, Hope, and Love by Lloyd Owen. Thank you, Lloyd, for sending us all these cool gifts. I'm we ready. Always appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I kind of like getting. I mean, obviously, I love getting liquor, but it, it just seems more like self-validating when you get literature. You uh, I prefer more liquor, please. <laughs> I can only. Here's the thing: I can only read books so fast, but I can power through booze. Yeah, we can power through booze. Yeah, and it does help. Uh, you know, it aids I only need a new book reading. like once every month. I need new booze like every two days. <laughs> So we got a few phone calls here to the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got a couple emails, Podcast at hotmail.com. But first, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's play a couple of these. Uh, you, you got that Scottish kid's call here? Yeah, I got that one. It, it kind of goes on, but uh, I know the uh, beginning he sings us a song. So here's this, this, this weird 13-year-old Scottish kid. Hi, D. Hi, Lance. You never played my last call. Have you? Anyway, got a little song for you. Imagine all six. What the hell does this kid know about vaginal sex? What he's heard. <laughs> or what he's experienced with a sheep. But we're talking about human vaginal sex is the best sex of all. Well, it's an aspirational song. He, oh, okay. he's, he's, he's wishing. So one day... This young Scottish ginger will experience vaginal sex. When I was 13, I thought more about vaginal sex than I do now. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, at least, you know the difference Pretty is? Pretty much 90% of the time. Now, we can purchase it. Yeah. But at that time, View I just it, thought purchase, about it all the time. Purchase authentic, yeah. purchase like silicone vaginal sex. But at that time, it was like, yeah, we just thought it about it. It was the Holy it. Grail. I was preoccupied with it. Who's the dude in Florida? That was looking for the Fountain of Youth. What was his name? 
Uh, something Ponce. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. That's like he him looking for that fountain of youth is like what, how you're thinking about vaginal sex when you're 13 years old. Yeah, exactly. No, it it's vaginal sex is the, the all consuming. The, yeah, the fur covered holy grail. <laughs> or not? Slit. Whatever. Um, yeah. Funny story, actually. My mum got high once and ate the fridge, like, tried to eat the fridge. His mum got high and tried to eat the fridge. That's what he just said? Yeah, he's kind of like an experimental comedian. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of like spoken word, this kid. <laughs> just kind of, it. yeah, this is like free verse. He's just going him, off yeah. on different thoughts. Yeah. Do you know, like, that strip story? I had no idea what happened before the record. Scotland, so my hair's on fire. No, wait, it's just the color. And yeah. I'm gonna go. Crowd pleaser. Some haggis. Dude, this is all A-list material. Like... Do you have a laugh track queued up? <laughs> no, but it does. Doesn't it sound like he's got like sort of a like scrawled notebook of ideas, and he's bouncing out of them off of us, like he's gonna use them in the stand-up later? It's, t- yeah, it's total free verse. He's probably got this little notebook and mm-hmm. just in. Uh... No, he's bouncing stuff off. He's yeah. trying it out. He's seeing what works. This kid is like the next. Uh, who's that Scottish comedian? I no, I know. Who, I know who you're talking about. He was in the, head, yeah. the head of the class. <laughs> head of the class. No, he hosts the Late Show. Craig he Ferguson. Did? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think it goes on like this for another three minutes. It's almost over. <laughs> and done. <laughs> you know, I I do appreciate that kid giving us so many calls. Because there's yes. another call. I don't know if it was this one or one of the other ones. It sounds like he's like loading a clock, like a revolver or something. He mentions guns at the end of this one. He's a little bit of a gun-crazed kid. But I mean, he's 13 years old. They don't even have guns in the UK. What? what, what Apparently what? they do. Well, where do you think this kid would get a gun? The black market. So you think he's going into the black Scottish market? Like this is like young train spotting kid here. You go into the you go into the shady haggis shop, <laughs> and you say, "Give me the G twenty special." <laughs> uh, that wasn't. Yeah, I guess that was kind of, that was kind of a Scottish accent. I did a good no, job. That wasn't that bad. Actually. Give me the G nine millimeter haggis. And then they hand you the haggis, and it's sort of gun-shaped, and then you go home and you unwrap the haggis, and there's like a fucking handgun in there. Don't you think uh, groundskeeper Willie, his father, would box his ears if he knew this kid had a gun? Yeah, but he'd just shoot his dad in the face. <laughs> the point of having a gun. I like how his mom even gets the high in front of him, though. But Oh, I thought she was talking about when she was pregnant with him. <laughs> That explains a lot. But you know what? This uh, 13-year-old is definitely one of my favorite callers. And we encourage you to keep calling in, kid, yeah, because, I like uh, yeah, no, I, li- I like the cut of your jib. What's, uh, I just can't wait until he becomes a famous American talk show host <laughs> and we have all these great tapes that we can sell to TMZ. Oh, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Put on Gawker. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, what's uh, the second call here? How about some S&M? Soccer mom? Soccer mom. What's up, guys? This is Heather. 
the soccer bombs. You know, I have a fucking name, by the way, but I, I did it to myself, so it's okay. Hey, I've been listening every week. I know I haven't called in a long, long time, but here's Oops. the thing. I have something to bitch about, and my best friend has left the country for a couple of weeks, so I have no one to bitch to, so I'm just going to call you guys. So I don't even care if you play this on the air. Just my venting will make me feel better. Here's the thing. Have you ever seen the show Toddlers in Tiaras on TLC as in the Yeah, I have seen that. Have you? What's it called? Toddlers and Tiaras? That's the whole show where they just forget about the horrifying murder of JonBenet Ramsey and just make light of the whole, like, toddler fashion show, uh, you know, phenomenon. The child beauty pageants. Right. It's just kind of like Little Miss Sunshine. Right. That, that whole thing. But is this like a reality show about that? Yes, that's what she's talking about. Huh. Now you watch this without masturbating. Well, I store up the me- I store up the memories. I don't actively masturbate as I'm watching it. No. I save that for Dora the Explorer. <laughs> She's a lesbian. The Learning Channel, which apparently this show teaches you fucking nothing. Toddlers in TRs. It's little kids going to beauty pageants. Okay, here's the thing. My seven-year-old saw this show, and now she is obsessed with going to beauty pageants. Okay? In the South, this is serious shit. They don't fuck around with their beauty pageants in the South. Okay? So I can't just, like, send her to a beauty pageant not having a fucking clue and not knowing what the fuck she's doing. Like, they... Don't let your kid watch The Learning Channel. Make her watch A&E so she becomes obsessed with World War II and Hitler. Because that's no, uh, all A&E is. What, all the, all what channel, channel is uh, Mad Men on? That's A&E. That's A&E, yeah. Mad so Men, she'll start smoke, Bad. she'll start smoking, drinking, doing meth, and she'll become obsessed with Hitler. Either and then okay. you don't have to deal with these dumbass beauty pads. I think a healthy combination of FX and A&E. Yeah. Both those, yeah. some FX in there. Because it's always sunny, you get a sense of humor. The shield, it isn't anymore, but you know. Yeah, but uh, Rescue Me or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, throw in some, uh, like, Hitler. Some yeah. good history channel. Keep Why would you let TLC. them watch these reality shows? Like, they do the fake teeth. Like, they're called flippers. These fucking things cost 400 bucks. I gotta get her fucking flippers. Because kids, you know, they're missing teeth and shit. The dresses alone are, like, 500 dollars to like a grand each they get the fake tans they get the fucking big fake hair the eyelashes the whole fucking nine yards and i have to do this shit do you know why because i'm a good parent and i always said that i would support my children no matter what they do whether i agree with it or not and and don't get me wrong i completely disagree with fucking beauty pageants i don't think that's a good parent no, I don't understand. I thought I think she should instill into her daughter that this is dumb as fuck. Yeah, I thought soccer mom like had this punk rock ideology. Yeah, and was trying to like convey that to her child by make. By, remember that picture, the Halloween picture. The Halloween picture. She was all like punk rock, or like, was, like a gothic like emo a goth, kid or something. Like, like yeah, gothic like death with a gun in her hand. Now I think it would be funny if she was trying to subvert. The beauty pageant, like they did in by dressing the sunshine, up, giving her like the, the or having her come out dancing to skulls by the misfits yeah, or something, or like a punk rock, you know, outfit on. Yeah, that would be great because you know all the other parents would be like, "Oh my god, shock and awe!" But this sounds like her kid's actually like, "I'm getting a fake tan." It's, it, you're filling your kid up with false hope, and she's just going to suffer rejection. Well, in the end. Soccer mom's getting steamrolled by her kid. Yeah, thousands of dollars. Soccer mom needs to say, no, we're not doing that. If we do that, it's going to be a joke, or we're just not doing it at all. You're either going to dance to Misfit Skulls, or you're not going to dance at all. Yeah. Come on, soccer mom. Don't, don't let your daughter become one of those southern sorority, high society cheerleader girls. Make her cool. 
Slay yourself a heaven might work, too. <laughs> but now my child is obsessed with it. Thank you, toddlers and fucking tiaras. So I'm just saying, parents out there, if your children have not seen this show, do not let them fucking watch it, or you're going to be fucked forever. Okay. I feel much better now. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. I love you guys. As always, I'm always listening, although I don't call very often anymore. I still love you guys bunches. Bye. I do love hearing Soccer Mom's voice, and you're allowed to vent on this show anytime you'd like. True. We're going to make inputs, though. But it's interesting to me that uh, that her kid, it should allow her kid to become so obsessed with that. You need to show your kid, I agree with Wacko, you need to show your kid Annie. You need to show your kid the History Channel. Yeah. I remember when I was a boy. The Hitler Channel. When I was a boy, we never had you know cable like that, but yeah, my like father... Yeah, but my father made us watch every Holocaust movie so we could learn mm. what happened. Never forget the tragedy that happened to our people. So when I was by the age of like seven, I had seen Winds of War. I had seen uh, Schindler's List. I was too young for that, but I had seen um, Anna Frank. The yeah, Diary Anna, of Anna Frank, Frank. Diary of Anna Frank. Uh, just and, you know, I'll like watch countless hours of documentaries about the Holocaust, and look what that made me. A podcaster. A successful podcaster. So, soccer mom... It's almost like you were a deformed child. (laughs) You grew up resentful. Just warped mentally. I mean, it's... Look look how developed and, uh, you know, fine I am these days. You are a fine individual. Yeah, I I grew up to be a fully, you know, well-rounded individual. I just want to say it again that I think the... You know, that was a great call from soccer mom, but I think her one statement that she needs to reevaluate is that she never tells her kid not to do something. Yeah. Like, you should be telling your kid not to do shit or that she can't do shit all the time. Because kids want to do dumb fucking bullshit. Seriously, give them an inch and they'll take, you know, three feet. They need, like, about three degrees of latitude. That's freedom for them. Exactly. I agree. Like, would you like the green, would you like to wear the green sweater today or the blue green sweater? That's how much freedom they get. I think, you know, it's. It's like 1984 in my virtual family life that doesn't exist <laughs> i am big brother and i say what goes i don't know spare the rod spoil the child that's all i have to say <laughs> what's the third call oh this is a great one and and bear with me because it it veers all over the place but all the places are good places to go hey guys hey this is scott in iowa hey uh, scott from iowa i got a couple of funny ass things to tell you since the last time i talked to you first of all I was just at a Mexican restaurant. It's like a real fucking Mexican restaurant. So they got a TV on and had that Sabado, Sabado Gigante show or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> the one with the guys that dress up like bees that come out, you know? So I asked the lady waitress, I said, what is the significance with these, these damn bees in this Mexican culture? <laughs> well, she didn't know. <laughs> uh, is that racist? No. To assume every Mexican knows why there's a man in a bumblebee outfit prancing around on television. I like it when you... So he assumes she's Mexican, which he probably is, to be honest with you. Well, and then he refers to it as this Mexican culture. Well, define real <laughs> Mexican restaurant. In Iowa? He's in Iowa. So it's a real Mexican restaurant. That's not like... It's not a Taco Bell. He would not say a, if it was a Taco Bell. Yeah, it's not a Taco Bell. It's not like a Chevy's. It's like a real... Mexican restaurants. It might be a Chi-Chi's. But is a real Mexican restaurant only Mexican employees? Yeah. 
Are they wearing sombreros? Are they wearing bumblebee outfits? Front of the house or back of the house? Because <laughs> back of the house, like 99% of all the restaurants you've ever been to are Mexican. At this point. What, what I do like about Scott is I, I picture him eating by himself at the Mexican restaurant. And just, just to amuse himself, he decides to ask the Mexican waitress, why do all you Mexicans dress up in bumblebee outfits and get on television? Why, what, what's the cultural significance of that? I don't picture that at all. I think Scott has... He's called in before where he said that he's been having parties and, you know, his wife is there. But do you or, think he did it to impress his wife? Or, you know, he's hanging out with friends and he made a funny comment and he had to take a piss and he calls us, we're his friends. Scott's all about, like, friends and having a good time. I, but I, I also think he's a funny enough individual... That he can entertain himself. If given Maybe. the opportunity. But people are going to be around him all the time because he's that entertaining. He is entertaining. He's, he, his, his roster, his, his day planner is full of... Full of, of uh, fun-filled activities. What do I you can call see them? That. Appointments. <laughs> I don't have any myself, but here we go. I don't know if she didn't speak English right. Because, I mean, like, you know, like... She, she spoke a little bit of English, but Did not very Did she say good. stupid gringo? <laughs> <laughs> Tanto gringo. <laughs> so then the other thing I want to tell you is, is that, you know, so, like, I got divorced, you know? Oops. So, Whoa. I got, like, you know, some new pussy now. He's getting new pussy now, though, but apparently he's not having dinner with his wife anymore. Yeah, definitely but I still was think not has, having dinner at the real Mexican restaurant with a wife. I still think he has loads of friends. I bet she gets loads of ass. Well, so anyways, one of the gals I'm dating one of the gals. me that I need to shave my whole body. She asked him to shave. We're talking over Scott's whole call because we love him so much. But one of his gals, one of his new uh, stable, now that he's divorced, asked him to shave his whole body. Which, Scott from Iowa is game. That's part of the reason people love him because he's funny and he's game for anything. He's willing to do anything. But do you think he was a really hairy individual? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a hairy individual, I'm saying yes. Let's listen to the rest of this call without comment. limited commentary. And a long time ago, Wackerly was talking about that he didn't believe it that when you fart and your asshole shaved, that it's like a lot louder. Because somebody called that in. I gotta tell you guys, I wasn't fucking lying. When I fart now, I mean, it sounds. I mean, they're like big wet slappers. I mean, it's amazing how much difference it made. So, dude, hairy butthole, you will not make much noise. Dude, just shave your ass once, and it'll be slapping them out of there. If you guys need help, you want me to tell you how I do it? Just let me know, and I'll fucking tell you. That's pretty funny. I'll see you. Bye. You you left a cliffhanger. And what is this on my chair? My vagina is dripping. There's a moist spot under my seat. He was talking about his flapping asshole. See, I'm telling you, Scott from Iowa gets ass. Big he fat made, slappers. He made my vagina drip. No wonder story. chicks must love that guy. You know, he does. I, have I a, want to be his wingman. He like, does I'll have a good the, point the there. He does have a good point there, and I must make a confession. About three weeks ago, one of the girls that I've been dating nared my butthole. Have you ever right, done Rollo, that? It's been a good run. You're taking over my seat as the co-host and of the podcast. I'm not doing a podcast with a guy who nares his butthole. No, it so was Rollo, a while ago. The hair's going know. back. Rollo, the hair's growing back, okay? I better Don't see a, judge me. I better see a naked picture of this chick to have to podcast with somebody who nares She brought butthole. it up, and for years, 
I've had a really hairy ass. It was like a squirrel died in my asshole. And just it was a, a bushy ass. It's a point of pride. It's a point of pride. Well, you know what, though? As a Jewish man, yeah, I can honestly say I've saved a lot of money on toilet paper. <laughs> because you don't need to bunch up a lot of toilet paper to wipe because you don't have dingleberries. Jesus, how hair are we talking about here? It's, dude, it's freedom. I, you know, I'm a huge proponent. I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to do it all the time because the hair's growing back now. That you I just don't really care. Know. But it's interesting when you do fart, you can make noises that you've never made before. I agree with. I agree with Scott. Are you, are you like turning into the Lepeto Maine or something? No, I don't. I can't manipulate those farts, but they've but there've been there've been times when it's come out and been like, God, that sounds like you know there, there's a sibilance to it. There's like I've I've said it sounded like there are words. Rollo, should I continue doing a podcast with a dude who nares his butthole, or is Nared it, or, or is it once and a girl did it? Nares, <laughs> it'll be done again, or should I just live and let live? Zarek. Okay, all right, I'll take you. All right, you're the man. But I'm going to take Rollo's advice and keep doing the podcast. I'm intrigued to uh, hear Scott's technique. So hopefully maybe he'll humor us next few shows and uh, call in and uh, let us know how he's pleasing the ladies. Yeah. SOI. I never knew. I SOFI. Thought, I thought the Midwestern chicks in Iowa would be into like big, hairy, burly dudes. But apparently not. Well, they like chest hair, but maybe not butt hair. Yeah, maybe they don't like butt hair. I don't know. You do save on toilet paper. I will tell you that. People- and Scott from Iowa is all about the <laughs> shitting, so he's probably saving a mint. People, uh, you can call Sigarong Hotline 206-666-3846. You can also send emails to sigarongpodcast.com. A couple quick emails here. One was sent from Mike. He says, hey, you guys, I've been going through your backlog of podcasts, and I've heard you guys talking about correspondence from around the world. I live in South Africa and wondered if I could be your South African correspondent. Sent from Mike. Well, go right ahead, Mike. Feel <laughs> free to report about South Africa all you want. I want to hear about those guys who knock their own teeth out and then get gold fronts. I want to hear about all the carjackings. Yeah. So why don't you just report on the, the vast amount of carjackings that happen in uh Just call in and blow Vuvuzela into the phone for <laughs> yeah, 15 love that. minutes. So uh, there you go, Mike. You're the official South African correspondent. We might have two of them, but that's okay to have two. It's oh, a big country. We also got an email here from the Gersh. Remember the Gersh, our yeah, favorite podiatrist? The podiatrist? She says, hey, Dean Lance, I know it's been a while. My family moved and life got in the way. Sorry, guys. You know, we excuse you for that. That's I don't fine. excuse that. <laughs> I don't. Speak for yourself. <laughs> your, this podcast should be your life. But I thought I should send a recent story. Not as good as some of my others, but still, feet, pus, and blood are involved. <laughs> I was treating a patient. <clears throat> excuse me. I was treating a patient with a severe case of ingrown toenails a month or so ago. I already don't like where this is going. It's a real problem, ingrowns. It just so happened that she had been ignoring the problem for about a month, and the nail bed was severely infected. In fact, she had sort of a bubble of skin filled with pus and blood growing over the nail, and by the time she came in to see me, after cutting that away, I had to dig into the flesh surrounding the nail to remove the portion that was ingrown. It looked like little daggers of nail digging into her toe. She had to have been walking on this foot for a month or at least, so why she didn't address the problem soon is beyond me. But she now has to be on some pretty serious antibiotics, can't wear closed-toed shoes. Public service <laughs> announcement, listeners, podiatrists are your friends. We want you to come see us. If something crops... Make an appointment with your local specialist, and we can fix it before you have to walk around in a bandage and sandals for two weeks. 
The same goes for all doctors. So anyway, I thought you all would enjoy picturing her pain and suffering. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not sadists It's kind of like there, a Gersh. public service announcement. It is kind of. And, you know, I agree with that. And I think too many people let things fester. It's disgusting. Yeah, I won't go to a doctor. You know, I tend not to until I'm, like, in a lot of pain. Yeah, shit works itself out normally. Eventually, but if you're in, like... The Gersh's does not agree with us. But, but if you can't walk... You can't wear like a closed toe shoe. Yeah, you should be going to the doctor. Well, if 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 if, my, if the Gersh was my doctor, I'd go there all the time. I'd be like, "Hey, how's it going? Yeah, my toenails are getting a little long. <laughs> Can you clip them? Because I loved hanging out with the Gersh." But doctors are scary. She'd probably be pissed off. Have at you me. been to a podiatrist? No, never. It's kind of scary when you just like take your sock off and be like, "Here you go," and then they just like look at your foot. And You've been to one? Yeah, I had a planter's wart. <laughs> Two years ago. I've only been to my GP once in the past like eight years because I thought I had lung cancer. Dude, your liver hates and it was you. A, it was like a, <laughs> I, had a, I had a lung and like tissue infection and he just gave me some Aleve. And you're fine after that? Yeah, I'm fine now. now look, I had a look at me, I'm a picture of health. <laughs> I had a planner's work for like six years on the bottom of my foot and I went in there and yeah, they had to cut that thing out. It was so painful and so awful. Uh, yeah, I... I I don't blame somebody for not going to the doctor. Well, but you weren't being treated time, by the Gersh. I think the Gersh would have been amusing. At least she would have told me stories about other people suffering even yeah. more than I was. Yeah, you think this is bad. So, um, thank you, Gersh, for writing in. And uh, we do always love to hear your stories. When uh, life hasn't gotten in the way, when, fam- when your family doesn't take priority over sick and wrong. Yeah. Who's your real family Just now? squeeze us in somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. People, send an email to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. If you haven't already, uh, now's the time to become a member of the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can actually sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum just by going to our website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. It's free. And you automatically become a member of the Swarm, whether you like to or not, Sick and Wrong Army. Everyone on the forum is a member of the Sick and Wrong Army. You know, we should get some kind of, like, badge or something, should we? Are yeah, you fuck it. Produce those and <laughs> mail them out. I, I'm not a sticker, but maybe. I was on the uh, the forum the other day, and I saw this thread where some guy said he'd show his girlfriend's tits if people told at least twenty good jokes. If he heard twenty good jokes, yeah. And I guess it's up to him whether they're good or not. There were some good ones on there, though. Some very good ones. And I don't uh, think I, I hadn't heard more than like ten of them. There was what, new what jokes was, are always good. There was a really good. Uh, what was this? It was what's. What was it? What's pink and has co- and covered in cobwebs? Right. <laughs> Madeline McCann's bike. <laughs> right. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that was great. And there's another one. Uh, we were talking about this. The one about the priest. Yeah. Uh, so a, a priest is going to like a you know a religion convention, and he and he go he checks in the hotel and talks to the uh, receptionist, and he says, "Oh, hello, ma'am. Is is the porn channel disabled?" And she goes. No, it's just regular, you sick fuck. <laughs> Think about that, people, for a little bit. Right. You'll get it later. Not a pederasty joke. But there are just a number of good jokes. So you should go check it out. Sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. And, uh, yeah, get some humor in your life. Uh, subscribe to the show on via, or via iTunes. We actually do appreciate that. Because once you go on, on iTunes and uh, leave us a five-star rating... Um, you actually help us out because the more people that sign up for it, the more exposure we get. But we right. do we have been consistently in the top comedy podcast. Thanks to all you people who subscribe to the show on uh, iTunes. 
Uh, finally here, one of the best ways. I, actually, I think this is the, hands down, best way to support the show and look cool at the same time. It's to order a sick and wrong t-shirt. Yeah, right. You know? Fuck shaving your ass. You don't even need to shave your ass to look cool. What you no. need to do is wear a sick and wrong t-shirt. I know a lot of people think, I'm not going to wear a podcast t-shirt. I want to wear a Leonard Skinner t-shirt. That's not cool, dude. No. It might have been cool back in 1970. It's, it's, it's the new millennium, buddy. We're, we're the Leonard Skinner of 2000. Yeah, so fuck wearing the shirt of your favorite We're going to be doing band. the same thing when we're like 60 years old and doing the same encore. Rock your favorite podcast on t-shirt. And we're going to be doing the same format. Here's the third story of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Leonard Skinner. Here's a word from our sponsor. What I'm saying is you want to get in on the ground floor when it's still cool, not later when it's lame. Well, I think also it's like, you know, every Susie Punch Clock, Johnny Lunch Pill out there is wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. Right. How many people are wearing a sick and wrong shirt? If you walk into a bar and you have your sick and wrong t-shirt on and some random hot chick is also wearing a sick and wrong t-shirt, do you think you're not going to fuck her? Exactly. Or, That's, that right or there, him. That and, is the know, icebreaker. Switch up him and her for our list female listeners. Yeah. No, you can't it's get... The, the you, ultimate icebreaker. You can't get a better end than that. So go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and order the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt right you now. Mean, and the, the opening line can be like, what's your forum name? Well, I'm Cockslammer3000. <laughs> really? I'm World of Warcraft, bitch, 2.0. I am Gatekeeper. <laughs> I am Keymaster. <laughs> Put your peanut in my vini. <laughs> uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Nate in Florida. He says he's the guy who sent the story about losing his virginity at the Mustang Ranch in Reno. I think you remember that. I don't remember that, but I'm sure he's true. He writes, Dean Lance, these fucking Canucks made an album that has been among my favorites for over 20 years. I was going to send you a song for the Song of the Week, but the album is so good. I thought I would send you the whole thing. Which he did. I Killed Mommy or Suicide probably would be a good one for the show. Longtime fan of the show. Keep it up, fellas. Nate in Florida. So you know what he sent is the Dayglow Abortions Fetus a Fetus Disc. I love the Dayglows. One of my favorite Before bands. Before you got the CD, you love them. You know, I actually, when I used to do my old metal show, Rampage Radio, I interviewed the Dayglow Abortions. They came in and, and hung out with us pretty much all night. It was from 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, and they were there all night. I remember that show, and a lot of people would come in, and a lot of people would be assholes, and a lot of people would be cool. So were they cool, or were they assholes? These guys were totally cool. They were really respectful. They didn't swear. Well, they did, but uh, you know, they, they didn't swear purposely. Did they trash the place? They, uh, somewhat, somewhat, but they weren't that bad. It, it did get to the point Everybody where it was like the they, everyone just drank to the point where they passed out, and it was just like... You, you Dagos have to leave now because the Christian, uh, there was like a God yeah. show that came no, be on later. It would be 8 a.m. On, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, them. yeah. So we, we were we like, go. you know, you got to go. The church show's coming in. But these guys, I remember hanging out all night. They were uh, very friendly, and their music is amazing. So people, go by Feed Us a Fetus, Dayglow Abortion. So we're going to end the show with I Killed Mommy by the Dayglow Abortions. Thank you, Nate in Florida, for burning that CD and sending it in to us. People, we'll be back next week with episode 238. Till then, take it sleazy. I'll be back, though. <laughs> Thanks, Rollo, Thanks for, Rollo. for showing up. Good night.
what's up? Just listen to your uh, episode where you had Mistress Genevieve on the show. I was thinking, you know, some fucking chick that's willing to take a dump on your face and all that shit's probably going to be some 40-year-old nasty-looking hoe. Maybe fun, but whatever. Went to her site, and God damn, she's fucking hot. That's all I'm saying. Fuck. Any listeners? Go to MissGenevieve.com. She lives in Texas, especially. Fucking A, man. I'm telling you. She's fucking hot. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Peace.